Welcome to Disruptors, the podcast for bright sparks fueled by great ideas that have changed the world. In each episode, we chat with some of the most innovative disruptors from our community at the King's Entrepreneurship Institute. We discover how they've used their entrepreneurial skills to develop their ideas for their business ventures, tested those ideas, and compelled others to do the same. Today, I am here with Isaac McNamara, who is a King's Geography student, president of Enactus, and the founding director of HydroGrow. And we're going to be talking today about his entrepreneurial journey as a student, how he got involved in all of these different things, and what the future is looking like for the company he's now building, which has just been accepted onto the King's 20 cohort for the next year. Hi, Isaac. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. No problem. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, thank you. Um, Weather pertaining. (laughs) (laughs) How are you feeling about going into a new academic year? I'm really excited, to be honest. I think it'll be great to be back on campus. That's the main thing, now that we can actually go back and be in the space and obviously the King's 20 workspace, which is going to be the biggest thing. Um, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's my final year, so then I'll be done and dusted. Big year, big year. So I'm going to take you right back to the beginning of your King's journey. When you first joined King's, what were your what were your thoughts when you first arrived at at King's College? Well, when I first came to King's, I actually wasn't doing geography. I started on a degree called Global Health and Social Medicine, um, which basically just focused on kind of looking at different ways in which health is described around the world and looking at like the definitions of global health. And then after doing that for a year, I kind of thought, this isn't for me. So I changed to geography. And that's when I started kind of really getting into Kings and kind of seeing what was out there. And yeah, I mean, when I, I always wanted to go to Kings. It was my first option, just because I loved all of the work that they were doing and all of the research they were doing as well. So when I first got there, I was kind of like, completely overwhelmed and also we all know how massive bush house is as well I'm <laughs> getting there and I think I got lost going to the same room for about two months but it is amazing to actually like get there and be living in central London as well it was really great so in terms of when you like I think that's really interesting that you transitioned degree because I think a lot of people Um, might feel oh I've made this choice now I kind of need to stick with it rather than looking up and going and seeing actually I think there's something that's a better fit for me Um, so I think I applaud you for making that decision because I think it's a a brave one that not enough people do when they realize that they've not necessarily nailed it first time around but when you were in your first year and you said you like you got into Kings what did that mean in terms of what did you get involved in how did you make friends what was your experience kind of outside of your degree? Yeah, so when I first got to uni, my main way of making friends was actually online through groups. I made a lot of my friends through Facebook groups. And then that's when it was those people I met that I then ended up getting involved in societies. So I'd kind of go along with people like we'd go to the freshers' fairs or we would go to different events. And that's kind of how I got involved in societies and then started seeing what was actually at King's because it's quite overwhelming when you go to the Barbican it's like 300 societies and you forget how much is actually on offer and there's just so many different societies you can join so I'd say like the main way I really started to get involved was through friends to be honest and meeting people on my course just going for lunch and then kind of just 
roaming around and seeing what's on offer. Because I think King's is really good at providing opportunities and places to actually meet people. Like when they do it all in the middle of Bush House, you're able to actually kind of see what's going on, which I really enjoyed. So what caught your attention? What did you what did you start getting involved in? Yeah, so to begin with, I started with sports and to be honest, that didn't really go very well. So I quickly moved on to business. Um, So I met my friend Serena and she was in an actress at the time. And that was the main thing I got involved in because she was like, oh, it's this thing where you can work with people and work in entrepreneurial mindset, but also you're helping people. And I thought, well, it'd be a nice thing to do because I'd just come out of global health and social medicine, which is about kind of working with NGOs and working with like humanitarian causes. And I thought this would be a good way for me to kind of keep the stuff that I did enjoy in my degree in the past, but also carry on with geography. So that was the main one I went into. And then, I mean, Anactus is really hands-on when you get into it. So it was the only one I then stuck with. Uh, so for, for students who don't know what Anactus is, could you describe it to, to a student who might be joining Kings this year? What is Enactus and why should they get involved in it? Yeah, for sure. So Enactus is a global organisation which is in 36 different countries and it's in over 1,400 different universities around the world. And it's a non-profit organisation that creates startups and social enterprises which align with the sustainable development goals with a core idea of helping groups in that local community. So the whole basis of Enactus is to give back to the community, but do it through entrepreneurial spirit. So there's a business model involved and a sustainable output of what you're providing to make really the world a better place. It's it's a great society. I mean, the one we have at King's as well is just amazing. And I've always, always been a massive spokesperson for it. And well, still in it. (laughs) Yeah. So you joined in your first year, second year, president. Yes, (laughs) Yes, um, <laughs> it was quite a jump. Um, I was so I was project leader for Hydrogrow when Hydrogrow was a project in Anactus for the first year, and then I decided at the end of first year to run for president, and then I got that, and then I wanted, didn't want to give up Hydrogrow because I loved it so much. So I ended up doing both at the same time, um, which was demanding, but it really paid off. Um, and yeah, that was second year was a bit more intense than first in the build up. Yeah, I think it's um, interesting when you find something that you really connect with, it's very easy to get, you know, go 100% into it. Had you ever considered entrepreneurship as something that you wanted to do before Enactus? Kind of. I'm So basically my mum has started her own companies. When my brother and I were born, she started her first company. Um, and now she's on, I think, her fourth company that she runs. At the same time, she's always been very entrepreneurial and very, very driven to kind of create these companies that just are complete startups and then completely re in innovate like what she's doing in that space there's a lot of it is in the catering industry or the um renovation industry and that was the kind of first time I'd ever seen someone not working kind of in a corporate way or working for a company it was like seeing someone run their own companies do their own stuff and then I did take a business management course in my A-levels which I really enjoyed so I kind of it was kind of there in the sense that I thought I would enjoy it but I never really 
knew what I wanted to do. I kind of took geography because I loved it. I was good at it. And I thought this would be a great stepping stone for me to go into probably sustainability consulting or something with an NGO. But then when I found Enactus, that was really the kind of click for me to be like, this is what I want to do. This is what I really enjoy. And it kind of brought all of my experiences from when I was younger through business all together. And that was kind of what then sparked me on to kind of get to where we are now, I would say. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think there's quite a few people that say, you know, they've had influences from family and that was their kind of first introduction in, into entrepreneurship. So with Hydrogrow, give everybody the, the elevator pitch. What is Hydrogrow for those that haven't heard of what you're doing so far? Yep, so Hydrogrow is a sustainable venture that we started, which creates at-home smart gardens. So people are able to grow herbs, fruit, flowers, and veg with ease, with a 100% autonomous system, which then allows everyone to have access to fresh vegetables and herbs all the time. So that's gone from being a project that you worked on in Actis and is now a company in its own right. Yeah, so I when I came into Hydrogrow, there had been a base of it in Anactus where they had created kind of an idea, but there wasn't really anything there. It was kind of loads of little bits. And then as a geography student, I thought with some experience in ecology and environmental science, I'd be able to kind of put those pieces together. And that's when we really started brainstorming and kind of bringing those pieces together and trying to connect them to create what Hydrogrow is today. But yeah, it started as a project in Anactus to kind of work towards sustainable development goals, have a beneficiary, and then also be its own kind of company, which was kind of a great start to come into. And yeah, I've, it was it's changed so much since then, since what we first had. I can remember the first outline and thinking this is, we have moved forward a lot <laughs> definitely so that must so within where are we now so about 18 months yeah so we are that started in an actress in november of 2019 so yeah we're just about i think near 18 months just over and last year so you in that journey you brought hydrogrow into the idea factory yes we did. What was that experience like? I mean, the application and the whole experience of applying for the King's Idea Factory was, I mean, it was great. We had a great time. There was a lot of help. There was a lot of training. And it actually, I learned, because I'm not someone who's studied business management, going into those workshops and going into those training sessions provi provided for us for the idea factory I learned so much that actually even that in itself changed the company massively because I was able to adopt so many different things I wasn't even thinking about and then to then get into the idea factory was just I mean it's just tenfold more like information you're getting and then you're obviously getting the mentoring as well and it was yeah it was a great experience I really enjoyed it and the whole even though we were online on Zoom, it was a great kind of like kind of final competition finale day that we had. And yeah, it was great. I loved it. Because we're, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, so you applied for Kings 20 last year and didn't quite make it. And then we said, you should go through Idea Factory because it will give yeah. you that kind of foundation stuff. And then you absolutely smashed that. And 
um, you were our People's Choice winner for Idea Factory. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about that? How did you approach? Because we basically said this competition is about getting traction and validation for your idea. We are going to put all of your pitches online and you have to go out and hustle for votes. And whoever gets the most votes for their idea will win our People's Choice category. And you guys absolutely smashed it. Yeah, I mean, I still remember it was 20% of the whole vote. and It was like 1,200 votes or something. I mean, yeah, I mean, we definitely went out there. I mean, it was my mum going out to all of her friends. Everyone was on LinkedIn. If you if your family wasn't reposting it on LinkedIn, they had disgraced you. <laughs> we were going to some limits on, we were putting it all over Facebook, Instagram. It was all way through the Enactus channels. Like we were, we had gone for it. We were definitely, there was no way we were losing. And I remember when they said that one of the, t- the winner has like outdone it. And we thought, surely we haven't actually like done that. And we were so shocked because, you know, when you get people to say, oh, can you take one minute to just look at our pitch, have a look at it, see if you like it and sign up. You wouldn't think that 1200 people would actually do the form as well afterwards. So it was it was amazing. And to be honest, I'm glad we won the People's Choice Award because it was so much more validating for us as well, because we were able to be like, people obviously believe in what we're doing really like it and it's a great great next step for us but yeah we we pushed it probably a bit better than we should have it's that so. hustle spirit you got to go after it if you want it and then like you say so you were one of our winners so that gave you one of our potential fast track passes to a king's 20 interview should you decide that you wanted to apply again mentorship we spent a lot of time (laughs) together over the last few months uh you also got some prize funding yes to help the business go forward what was that um aftermath of the competition like for you in the lead up to king's 20 i think to be honest it was it was a massive change for us in terms of jumping into that kind of next step so before that we had had mentorship with unilever which had gone really well and pulled us forward but you start I think with startups when you're not also experienced in them they can get to that point where you kind of feel it's kind of stagnating a bit or you don't know where the next step is or you've just hit your kind of wall in terms of your abilities and experience and you need that next jump so getting into the idea factory was just that next jump it was coming to you guys and being like we don't know what we're doing anymore like please help like (laughs) Can you help us do this? We've got this going, but can you help us with this? And it just really, it just made everything go forward tenfold. I think if you look at our Idea Factory pitch and you look at our King's 20 pitch, I mean, I remember doing both and thinking we have come so far, even in that small period of time, the traction that we've got is so much higher. And yeah, it was definitely very, very useful and very helpful in terms of pushing us forward. I think the mentoring was the massive part. The funding was great, but I think the mentoring was really what pushed us forward and helped us to redefine areas that we maybe hadn't even thought of. Um, and I, I kind of really expect the same of the King's 20, even where we're at now coming into it, I feel like you can feel that kind of secondary push that's gonna come again. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah, how did you find the process of applying for 
Kings 20, specifically your interview, because I guess from winning Idea Factory, yeah. um, you kind of got that rubber stamp pass to go straight to interview. But that was a point where you had to present your business idea and answer live Q&A for half an hour on like potentially any area of your business. We don't take it lightly. Those Kings 20 interviews. How did you find that experience? You guys definitely gave us a run for our money. <laughs> we did not see that coming. Um, a lot of the questions in the Q&A were curveballs. But I'm glad they asked because we were able to, I was surprised we were able to answer all of them as well as we did. But it really, it was great because it felt like we were already being pushed before even getting into Kings 20. But we're quite lucky because we applied the year before and we got feedback, we kind of knew what we had like not done wrong, but were missing. So even just looking at our Kings 20 application from last year to this year, major difference. Pitch from last year to this year, major difference. Interview, major difference. And Q&A, completely different. And what I really liked about the interview was you guys really reassured us that we had done a great job because all the questions you were asking really didn't have much to do with the pitch, but more so to do with actually bigger things to do with the company. So it felt very, very positive compared to the year before where it was more kind of a confusion about what we were doing. And it was great to see that over that year, we were able to kind of show you what we were doing. But yeah, the whole um, interview was very, very interesting. I remember sweating a lot in that, um, <laughs> in that pitch, but I remember coming out of it and thinking to Arthur and we had a conversation. I was like, do you know what? I think we did our best. Like, because the pitch went very well and we were so happy with it. And um, yeah, it was an amazing experience to be honest. And I feel like the great thing about the EI in general is the amount of feedback you get is ridiculous. Like I remember when we didn't get the Kings 20 last year and I just remember getting this essay of information about you know, what they loved, what they thought we could improve on. And it was so helpful even then. I think that's the main thing I've loved about this journey is we're always constantly being questioned and given feedback. And that's really, it keeps you accountable for what you're doing, which is kind of, I guess, what you want from competitions and accelerators. Yeah. And I think for us, you've been a great example of, you know, a King's 20 no. A lot of people go, oh, then that means my business is a failure and I'm not going to do it anymore. Whereas mm. it's, it's not, it's never that it's always, especially if you've got to interview stage already. I mean, that's an achievement in itself. And for you guys to be able to have that attitude towards the feedback that we're giving you to say, how are we going to use this to make what we're doing better? And we're going to come back stronger next year. That mentality in itself is exactly what we look for and want in companies because ultimately you're going to have different feedback and different no's at different points and to be able to take that under your wing and make it stronger out of the other end is part of the entrepreneurship mentality and entrepreneurial mindset. No I completely agree and to be honest this in the last year we've had some amazing highs in terms of competitions we've won which has been great um, in terms of pushing us forward but we've also had times where we have lost competitions and there seems to be a pattern I've noticed in the competitions that we're winning and the competitions that we're getting to semi-finals and then obviously not making it to the final is you have to be in that mindset of it just wasn't now mm. because for the Kings 20 it was exactly that we were disappointed but it was it's just not for now we, we weren't there and we weren't ready and the idea factory was a better push forward for us than the Kings 20 so for example we um 
got into the semi-finals of the mayor's award um, and then we didn't get into the final but we just thought well you know it's a 30,000 pound prize offer with so much other things and you've got to think we're probably just not there yet mm. and it's but when, once you understand that mentality and you don't take things personally, you start to realize that really it just, it's just more to push you forward and be like, give you more drive to be like, yes, we will be there in a year's time. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we're in the Kings 20 because it has, it was nice to actually win it though. <laughs> <laughs> so you, your year ahead is final year of study plus your second year as president of Enactus. Yes. And continuing, obviously, in your founding role as a director for Hydrogrow. Yes. My question is, when do you plan to sleep? Um, so I don't really <laughs> know what sleep is. So I'm, I'm <laughs> planning on not doing that because that seems like a very negative space for me. So I'm not <laughs> sleeping at all. Um, no, I, I've actually learned. Um, so I did four A-levels and I learned very quickly that if you time manage yourself correctly you'll be fine so I actually don't work past 6 p.m surprisingly because I just do try and do everything and then I have my evenings and chill but um yeah it's sleep is definitely one of the things I need I'm not someone <laughs> who I'm not someone who will wake up the next day being great and happy if I have not slept so it's definitely one of my priorities um, so what, what are your other, how, how else are you approaching the next year with these different things going on? Uh, are you excited? Are you like, what's the, what's the vibe going on and all these different things in your head all, all at once? Yeah, so there was a bit of trepidation coming in over summer because I was also doing a, another internship at Frost Carbon, which was amazing. And I was also doing the King's Fellowship. So now I've kind of come down back to my core things that I love and do. My way forward is really just to have great teams. With Enactus this year, with the new committee we brought in, they're all amazing. There's so much initiative there and drive that it's really helped for me to kind of put all the big things together with them, work with them and then push it out. And with Hydrogrowth, uh, we have an amazing team. Arthur's been there from the beginning. We have a team I think of seven people now and everyone again is just showing this high level of initiative and drive that it's really great to see and it kind of drives me as well to carry on because even when I feel like oh maybe I've taken on too much because I know that they are still there doing work getting things going and know what we want for this company so I'm hopeful now because I think now we're coming into the King's 20 as well. It just, it's going to completely redefine what we do. It's not just us sitting there anymore going, oh, we could do this. And there's this theory called this that we could do. And maybe we need to do this and do these call to actions. And now it's very much, you're accountable for what you're doing. You're going to get help for it. And I just, I am so happy. Like the <laughs> that I expect to see over the next year and everything's falling into place as well in terms of, us getting our costing for manufacturing, getting our whole supply chain together. These are things we've been working on for two years that we just have not been able to get down because of COVID and because of just other issues. So it's everything is falling into place that this actually has become a viable company. And that for us is so invaluable in terms of the motivation that we need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for the next year. I think it's going to be great. And honestly, the years after that, I really, really hope that 
we're still going, we're still pushing and we're still innovating. What are, what are your hopes post Kings? What, what did your um, current vision of, for your, for, I was gonna say for your life, that sounds very <laughs> grandiose, but like, you know, what does post-graduation life look like for you at the moment? I'm really, to be honest, I'm really not thinking into it too much because I don't want to categorize it and put myself in a box. I know that when it comes to hydrogrow, this isn't something I just want to do to the end of uni and then go, that was a great experience. Now let's go into, you know, a corporate job. It is something I want to see through. We have such great plans for the future on what we want to do. We're actually starting at the end of this year to create a second model as well for our product and look into different ways in which we can start upsizing because the ultimate goal, um, as you all know, Rachel, is to have farms in urban areas. So that for me is, you know, that's a 10 year plan already that needs to be set. So for me, post uni, I think it really will be HydroGrow and anything else that maybe I fall into that I love. But for me, it's that's the main focus. I think I'd probably fall into sustainability, sustainable, sustainability consultancy if <laughs> all goes not to plan um i really enjoy that kind of aspect of working in kind of carbon reduction and um, reporting strategies but i think yeah i think hydrogrow is going to be the main push hopefully um because we're doing so well so in terms when you think about that kind of life post uni and all of the stuff that you've done whilst being a student at king's when you reflect on your own kind of personal development, what are the things that stand out for you that you've managed to learn through bit getting involved in the entrepreneurship scene at King's? Yeah, so the main, I always say this to everyone and I've said this a lot when it comes to um, like recruitment for Enactus or doing anything. The main thing for me is I never used to be able to publicly speak. I was honestly horrified by the idea of having to stand on a stage or even be speaking to a large group of people. And whilst it may not seem major, for me now, I go into a lot of competitions, um, public speaking events, and just do it with absolute ease. It's not even something I think about anymore in terms of how like, anxious I used to get about having to publicly speak. That I would say is like the definitive skill that I can see that has changed. But I've definitely noticed that when you do something again, like for example, when we applied to the King's 20 again, and you do it again, you start to see all the things that have changed that you didn't even notice. So I've definitely noticed my leadership skills have completely redefined. I used to be a totalitarian nutcase <laughs> um, who would micromanage everybody. And that's something that's completely changed in terms of being more diplomatic, more understanding and more kind of going with the flow and with ease. And I think mainly also my understanding of business, um, understanding of business models, all of that to do with kind of the entrepreneurial understanding of what makes a startup, what makes a social enterprise has completely been redefined from when I first started. Because obviously I'd only seen my mum's companies, which are very, you know, specific business model, whereas now I've been kind of exposed to so many different ones through the whole Enactus sphere, through the Entrepreneur Institute, through all of the kind of King's programs, that it's completely changed my mindset on how I go into situations when it comes to kind of business, business and preparing for, you know, kind of the working world, I guess. It's been really interesting. Yeah. 
I, I my uh, thing that was buzzing around my head is I, it feels to me like you've been bitten by the entrepreneurship bug a little bit. And I'm wondering, you know, I don't, my, uh, I would put money on the fact that you will not just be a sustainability consultant in the traditional sense that the entrepreneurship bug will probably stay with you in one form or another it's all for over. some time to come. It's all over for me now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be starting another six companies by the time I graduate. <laughs> No, I think I've always I've always been in that massive dual mindset of would I want to work for a company that's already established or would I want to start my own company? It's definitely a it's a massive thing for me jumping between the two. And I just think, why can't you honestly, why can't you do both at this point? Exactly. And I think the skills that you were talking about in terms of like leadership and presenting with impact and, you know, being able to take on feedback and all of these different things work in any context right and they will make you successful in either of those contexts and I think that's you know in from an EI perspective definitely what we spend our time teaching people is you know you can come and um, have a go at starting a startup if that's what you're interested in but the skills that you're going to learn through that journey are going to be impactful for you regardless of what career trajectory you decide to take so I think you've got options and like you say I think you're in a good position to just kind of not make that decision yet and see what interests you and see how Hydro grow, grows um, over the next year and how far you can push it with the with the support from Kings 20 and it's going to be very exciting to watch so from your perspective we're going to have a new batch of students coming into Kings for the first time in the next few weeks what would be your advice to them? I think my main advice would be there's a lot of advice I could give. I mean, coming to uni from, I mean, I did a lot of things at A-level in school because we had a lot of opportunities, but once you get to uni, your your options, and definitely at King's, your options are massive. There are over 300 societies that you can choose from. There is so much you can do. And I would say the main thing to do is kind of see what you really enjoy. Don't just jump on things and sign up to like, 50 things and be like oh yeah I'm going to be able to do it all because let's all be real like you know I only do I only did an actress because well an actress you know demands quite a lot of time but it's it's just not possible to do all that and you will burn yourself out I think the main thing is burnout I think a lot of people come to uni and they just take on too much and then completely burn themselves out because a level was so consistent or IB even is the same it's so continuous you're in school all day so you need to kind of keep carry on with that but I would say just getting involved in something that you really enjoy and really want to spend your time on because it's like it becomes not just a society you've joined but a, a hobby and kind of a lifestyle in the sense of it becomes part of who you are in what you're doing so I would definitely say don't take on too much and make sure that you're doing something that you actually enjoy because I signed up to, uh, I used to run at A-level to kind of, I would listen to podcasts about the subjects I was studying because it was said that if you did that, it, you would retain a lot more information. So I got to A-level thinking, yeah, I'll join the running club. I did not go once. <laughs> <laughs> Any of that because I was done with running. So I think, yeah, I think you've got to kind of come and see what you want to do and also be hesitant on looking at things and being like, not jumping into it completely, just being like, maybe I'd like to do that and seeing kind of how it goes. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest advice I could give and have fun as well. 
like yeah and, and and maybe join an actors and maybe. yes oh yes i'm saying that please jump into an actors though <laughs> ignore everything i've just said because you, <laughs> you need to be in an actor <laughs> you know you will you'll find that the people will find it that that it speaks to won't they i think that's the thing with 300 things people will resonate with different things and if um if entrepreneurship is something that a student has got any interest in at all between the Entrepreneurship Institute and Actus and the other student societies that we work with, there's a way to get involved in, in many, a, many a way. Yeah, and that's the great thing I like about Anactus. Um, when I first joined, it was very, and it had been this kind of consensus that a lot, it was very business orientated because they have obviously ties with the EI and ties with King's Business School. It was very much, you'd get a lot of students who were doing international management or business management. And what I've loved seeing over the last kind of year and a half that I've been president and going into the future is there is such a diverse range of applicants now. We have people from engineering, obviously I study geography, we have people in psychology, even people still in business management, people in medicine. It's such a massive mix of people that it's no longer, oh, I just get involved in an actress because... I do business and I'd be great at this. It's actually realizing that everyone has their own skills. Everyone has something they can give. And also they're getting so many more skills from being in an actus. And I think that's the great thing is like, it doesn't matter what you're studying. It's about whether you have that drive to want to be involved in a startup, want to take on a kind of internship based role and see how much you can grow with fellow students. And I think that for me is what I've always kind of liked coming into an actor's has been like, I'm a geography student. I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's give it a go. I think that is a very, some very wise words to finish, finish on for today. Um, but quickly, if people are interested in HydroGrow, where can they find you? Yes, so you can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn. And then we also have a website, which is www.hydrogrowcic.com and our LinkedIn and Instagram are just Hydrogrow CIC. Cool. And if students are interested in getting involved in an actus, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so we'll be at the Freshers' Fair and we'll also be holding a load of events over September and October, including, which is being planned a pub crawl because we are fun people. Um, <laughs> we're doing some panel discussions and we'll be doing a recruitment wave for September and October. So people will be able to, if you follow our Instagram at AnactusKCL or our LinkedIn at AnactusKCL, that's where we put out all of our information in terms of what's next for Anactus. But yeah, we will be happily introducing freshers in September, which I'm happy for. Fab, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really great to speak to you and I wish you the best of luck with HydroGrow, Anactus and your final year at King's and hopefully getting some sleep. And we will see you in the Entrepreneurship Institute for King's 20. I'm super excited to use this space. And thank you so much for having me as well. No worries. Thanks everyone for listening. And we will see you next time on Disruptors. To find out more about the Entrepreneurship Institute, visit www.kcl.ac.uk forward slash entrepreneurship. <laughs>